This is Sibling Talk with Mary Jo Tumer and John Paulette. Commentary from a progressive point of view. I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. And welcome to Sibling Talk. Mary, it keeps getting more and more exciting. Uh, shortly before we came on air, I read that the governor of Mississippi has issued an order that, if I understand it right, overrides all the local municipalities' uh, stay-at-home orders and reclassifies businesses as being essential. I did see a direct quote from him. I'm sure I have this right that uh, Mississippi is not a dictatorship and therefore he's not going to be telling people to stay at, at home from work. And I got to tell you, this sounds an awful lot like what I think we're hearing from President Trump and from a lot of conservative commentators who seem to be saying we've got to stop what all the medical people are saying, telling people to stay at home to try and flatten out this curve. And as the president keeps saying, open America up again. What What's your read on all this? Yeah, I just saw that briefly about the Mississippi governor and not being any kind of expert in state law, particularly on Mississippi state law. It's hard to imagine that there aren't some kind of home rule things, you know, um, health safety things that that municipalities can manage and control or their local health departments. Again, I don't know, but it does create in me the same fear that you've articulated that if President Trump wants to issue some kind of executive order, emergency order, something like that, doesn't mean he can do it, but he might do it. And then who's going to challenge that? Who's going to take well, that to the Supreme Court to override him? I mean, in these times, I think we talked about this briefly yesterday, he may do that, but is that going to change behaviors? It's going to change some behaviors because I think there are some folks out there who think, um, you know, enough of this liberal media hyped stuff. And we need to just get the country back to work, even at the expense of some people. Do you, are people still saying that, this liberal hype kind of media stuff? I mean, you hear it a little bit in the winds. You hear it sometime from, you know, the Glenn Beck types. And um, I, I don't I think Fox has moved away from that. But I think if Trump goes down that road, people will follow. I don't know if you saw that, um, was it Gallup had him at a 60% approval rating for his handling of this crisis, which you have to wonder who those people are and what they're thinking. So if he says that, if he comes out strongly, ignores what the medical people are saying and, and says, we need to get back to work, the economy needs to recover, then I think you're going to get people on that bandwagon. You know, I, I heard from someone today who was saying, 
what do I do with the people I work with who are all like, oh, this is a media, you know, do I just listen? Do I argue with them? Do I put my career at risk by being an outsider, a liberal, and, you know, in the, in the Trump world, the most hated kind of person? Well, and I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I mean, I know your history, your work in uh, corporate uh, work. Our listeners may not all know you're both a lawyer and a very successful business uh, uh, executive. Uh, your friend's giving you a real problem, right? Right. How does somebody, I mean, you were at a senior level, but if somebody is not that and they're in a culture that says, no, this is all to use a common word, this is all a hoax. What do they do? What advice would you give him? I think at some point you have to understand that you're not going to change people's perspectives. You can try and you can be rational and you do have to protect yourself and your own. So the difficult thing is what does that do to you as an individual and how do you end up feeling about yourself and um, as this person told me, it made him wonder what people thought in the 30s in Germany when they saw things happening. They say, well, I can't be the one to rock the boat because I got this job. Yeah. I own this shop. I think we've read novels, right, where that's been the whole story. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's overblown and that's not what's happening here. But I think there's a, uh, lots and lots of examples of people that are living through that day to day. I, it, we um, were out, my husband and I were out walking today. We saw a couple and we know, and they said, yeah, a lot of people just don't believe it. Like, wow. It's not just that you're listening to different media, John. It's more than that. It's that that narrative that we expect the president to control, to manage, to take care of us, right? That's his job. He's undermining with this. We got to get back to work. Easter is our economic resurrection day and I does that go to the question of why he would be at a 60 percent approval yeah do I think people just decide he may not be the right guy he may not be perfect but he's our guy so let's get behind him. I think there's that and he's also saying what people want to hear when you say in conversation to someone yeah, we could be three or four months like this. It just makes people depressed. Think, can right. I continue to live like this? Where if somebody's telling me, you know what they call that, his feel-good stuff, you know, this is a blip. In two weeks, we'll be back out again. And everyone will have their jobs back. We won't even need all these benefits we gave. Then isn't that a better message than the gloom and doom that, that we're peddling? And I'm I sorry. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm I sorry. I mean, I would guess that's why people respond to it. I don't really know. I I'm going to give you another kind of a wacky theory, but it's been on my mind. You know, there's been this insistence on him. He's backed away a little bit from it. I want to see the churches full on Easter. Now, you and I know that Donald Trump very rarely sees the inside of a church on Easter or any other day. But this has been a big thing, too. I want to see the churches filled. I also keep noticing when he talks about that one medicine that he keeps hyping, that it will be a gift from God. Now, we know that 
he's listening to business leaders. We feel pretty certain he's listening to hospitality leaders. But I'm starting to wonder, is he listening to the Christian right? Is Franklin Graham, is Jerry Falwell Jr., are all of these people calling him? Because wouldn't they believe that there's going to be a gift from God that's going to solve this and Donald Trump will be the one to bring it? Okay, am I nuts here? Well, I mean, I hadn't thought about that, but it makes sense. And I did suspect from a couple of those things that you said and other things he said that he is getting some guidance from the evangelicals, which is not a surprise, I suppose. And then the other day when Pence was, you know, congratulating all these churches, he says synagogue and uh, mosque, but he doesn't care about that. Uh, for, you know, doing the right thing and closing down and reminding people to make their contributions, even though they're not going to be in the pews. And I was really upset about that. That's just all kinds of wrong. He's the vice president of the United States. He's not supposed to be asking for church donations on our time. No, but you've just added something to what I was thinking. This had not occurred to me before. I could imagine Franklin Graham calling. I could imagine all those things. But it makes absolute sense that they're sitting in a meeting. President Trump says, uh, Mike Pence, you're doing a heck of a job. I really appreciate it. And Pence would pick that moment to say, Mr. President, I need to talk to you about something. Easter Sunday is the most sacred days to us. We have to get people back in churches. And you put it in Donald's mind. I mean, we know that this whole thing about uh, don't don't let the cure kill the patient, I'm saying that wrong, that he heard that on a Fox broadcast. That was his phrase. I just wonder if the same thing's happening here. It, it might be. And, and so, you know, here we are again, where what we're dying for is leadership. What we want is leadership. And we can't get that from him. It just... He, I just don't think he's capable of it. It's like way really sad way to end. So then go back to, you know, what I mentioned about, you know, just a regular person like us saying, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go out there and change the world and, and change the way people think? I don't think that's what's being asked of us right now. What's being asked of us is to do right by those we can to give what you have to those in need and hope and pray for the best. I think you're right. And you've looped back really well. And I, I guess I would loop back to a fear I'm developing that there is a conservative religious right response forming right now that it took them a week or two back on their heels, trying to figure out what to do but they're getting their message together that this is way too hyped up by the liberal media, that it's time to get back to work, that unfortunately it's time to even risk some lives, all of those things, and we have to be there for Easter Easter Sunday. And I think when we look at what's happened over the last couple of years, that kind of conservative response Thing we have to fear. It's what they did to the uh, Affordable Care Act. And when they form up, they know how to do this.
Right. It's interesting. The interesting irony about the Affordable Care Act is remember the death panels. Right. We are there are death panels going on right now as doctors unwittingly are trying to decide who to provide beds and respirators to. And that's only going to get worse. And I think to myself, you know, right to life means what? That doesn't just mean a right to life for fetuses. It means a right to life for every human. And, um, you know, we all need to get right with God on that. Right. And I think we may have to leave that to another episode. Yeah. Thanks Mm -hmm. so much. It was great talking to you. We've raised probably more questions than uh, anything else. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Okay. Bye, John.